Thank you for traveling with Amex Platinum. To your right, you'll see Oceanside Relaxation at a fine hotel and resort property. When booked through Amex Travel, you can enjoy complimentary breakfast for 2 and 4 p.m. late checkout. That's the powerful backing of American Express. Terms apply. Learn more at americanexpress.com slash with Amex. When you buy Kroger brand products, you feel like you're winning. That's because they offer proven quality at lower than low prices. In fact, we guarantee that you and your family will love how Kroger brand products taste. Or you get your money back. So next time you're shopping for the family, look for delicious Kroger brand products. Because they'll make you all feel like you're winning. Shop now, in-store, or online. Kroger. Fresh for everyone. From BBC Radio 4, Britain's biggest paranormal podcast is going on a road trip. I thought in that moment, oh my God, we've summoned something from this board. This is Uncanny USA. He says, somebody's in the house, and I screamed. Listen to Uncanny USA wherever you get your BBC podcasts. If you dare. This is the Lombardi Line with Michael Lombardi and Patrick Maher on VSIN. Okay, we look up and Thanksgiving is already in the rearview mirror. How does that happen? It's week 12 of the NFL here on the Lombardi Line, presented by BetMGM, the big guy hanging out in his office. I'm Patrick Maher. This is VSIN, the sports betting network. It's crazy. You turn around. It's almost like we coordinate the holiday season with the NFL play. The NFL has completely taken over, Michael. You saw on Thanksgiving 42 million viewers for Giants-Cowboys, the most watched regular season game in the history of the league. And with that, I say good morning. Good morning to you. And that's, I think that's actually higher than some Super Bowls going back in time. Correct. I mean, it's kind of remarkable how, you know, it's made for television. The NFL is ideally suited for it. And, and combining the betting interest into it, you know, you can't minimize that. You know, people are rooting. That's why I, I hate this conversation. Well, there's not any good games. You know, the slate's not very good. The slate's always good because people have action on the games. <laughs> I mean, you know, it's always good. Like, t- to me, well, the slate at 1 o'clock, you know, isn't very good. No, the slate's great at 1 o'clock. You know, I'll watch Denver, Carolina. I'll watch Tampa, Cleveland. You know, I mean, why not? It's great. You've got weather. You've got kind of a lot of unpredictability. If we learned anything, you know, I'm, I'm going to leave right after the show, go, to, go down to uh, College Station. I've got to you know, spend some time understanding how you can – how Jimbo did that yesterday. It was remarkable to beat LSU. Mm. You mm. talk about unpredictability now. Where I know we're going to get in the NFL, but where the hell are we in college football, Patrick? <laughs> First off – you show me somebody that doesn't like the matchups on a football Sunday, and I'll show you a non-gambler. That's one. Yeah. Two, as far as college football is concerned, get the hell out of there, Ohio State. We don't want to see you anymore. I don't care what happens. LSU loses to A&M, so that means USC with the win over Notre Dame. Sharp money on Notre Dame, my goodness, Michael. Yeah, Notre, I know. Uh, USC move jumps the line. Up. I, it, I said it, that, though, Patrick. Every time these lines move, in college, it's in, I, I, I don't have this kind of trotted out, but I don't think you can react to it. I really don't. So here's what we have. If USC beats a ranked team in the Pac-12 championship game, they're going to be in. If TCU wins, they're going to be in. So we've got our four. We've got Georgia. We've who, got Michigan. We've got TCU. We've got USC if they win out. Who, who will USC play? That's what I wasn't sure of. 
USC is going to play Oregon. Oregon. Let me just wait. No, no. Oregon lost to Oregon State. They lost to Oregon completely. State. Hold on. So they're going to play Utah. Oh, that's a tough one. That'll be a tough yeah. one. Go back. They that's lost very by a tough point one. to Utah, Utah in Utah. And you yeah, remember Utah pummeled Oregon last year in the Pac-12 championship game. Right. Woody, he gets that team to play as the season progresses. So it's going to be Utah. If USC beats Utah, though, they should be in that Final Four, which is miraculous. They had another couple turnovers last night. Lincoln Riley and Caleb Williams is going to win the Heisman. They've just no done doubt. an amazing job out here in Los Angeles. That was a four-win team last year. No doubt. And, you know, and play better defensively. But he was, as you said, he was the difference in the game. And, you know, unpredictable. I mean, we've eliminated Clemson, right? They're they're out of it now. LSU. I mean, that's that that Saturday that game against Georgia. It's it's meaningless, right? I mean, you know, they could yeah, be the Southeast losses. Conference championship, but they're not going to be yeah. in the tournament. You know, Alabama. I, I mean, I know Nick's lobbying for it, but to me, that defense at Alabama was not. They should have easily covered that spread. If you had twenty two, you pushed. If you had twenty one and a half, you won. But they should have covered that easily. So, to me, I don't know how you make a case for them, especially how they looked defensively yesterday against an Auburn team that was just trying to get through the moment. Yeah, and Nick was in a good mood after the game in the post game because he was smiling and lobbying for the cameras because now it's become posturing towards the end of the year to get into that Final Four conversation with the committee. So that's the college football. We'll have plenty to go as far as the week's concerned in the, in the college ranks. Let's move over to the NFL. So we know yes, the sir. theme this year, Michael Lombardi. It's all good. The dogs are hitting at a 57% clip. The unders are hitting at a 57% clip. Today, the big story, there's two of them. Weather and quarterbacks. New quarterbacks all over the place. We'll fill you in in just a second. But the weather today, uh, where do you want to start? It's going to be a soaker at the Jets with Chicago in town. Quarterback under center for Chicago. We'll get to you. But it looks like it's going to be a soaker. Rain all game. Increasing the heavy rain as the game progresses. So it's going to be raining nonstop there with the Jets. Yeah, which is where I am. And we're supposed to get heavy rain all through the day. So Trevor Simeon will be the starter. He's been the backup. They brought Nate Perryman up. Once they did that, you knew Justin Fields wasn't going to play. But we also knew Justin Fields wasn't going to play by this, really, this line shift. Once he said he had a separated left shoulder, whether it's your non-throat, when your shoulder's separated, you're not playing. And you're just not going to play. I mean, you know, it's going to be too painful. I know we could get it injected, but there could be too many, too much problems that, that, that stem from it. Now, the, the real problem that stems from this decision is, what, what offense are we going to run in Chicago? We can't block anybody. I mean, we're one of the worst teams in the league in terms of sacks per play. We're one of the worst teams in terms of being able to be a drop-back pass game. We run a six-back offense that Simeon nor Perryman, they can't run. And they're going against a really good jet front. And the Jets have to be very careful with the football. But we know this from the 49er game opening weekend, right? I know Fields played in that game. But when the weather's sloppy, and if you don't protect the football, the turnovers start to happen. And Chicago's very good at getting the ball out. So that line went to seven. I think it's going to shift back down to six and a half before it closes. Uh, this is a game I think the Jets should win from start to finish. They should dominate in the trenches. They should be able to run the ball on Chicago a little bit. And Mike White's got to play within himself and not do more than he's capable of doing and turn the ball over. Bears at the Jets, one shot, Michael. Good job showing six and a half. The other seven, a lot juiced, headed to set six and a half. So remember, when that juice starts getting under that 110 standard VIG, you're headed to six and a half. Good point. One thing I will say, the Jets have 
recorded at least five sacks. I think it's in three straight games. So there's going to be pressure on Simeon. That's a tremendous front there. The total uh, sitting right now at 38. Low total, as I mentioned, it's going to be raining in Jersey all day today. Yeah, they, the, the Jets' offensive, I mean, the, the Bears' offensive line ranked 32nd in the league in terms of sack per play, and that's with the quarterback who escaped sacks. So what's Correct. that going to tell you for Simeon? And he's going to be under a lot of pressure with this Jet defensive front, and I think that's going to be a real issue with him. And if you go through it, when you go back over the Bears' defense in terms of points per play, they're 29th. Third down defense, they're 26. All the critical components of, of this game, defensive sack per play, they're 26. All the critical elements that go into the game are, are, are in favor of the Jets here. And I think the Jets are a team that will have some life. I think that Mike White will give them the, the Taylor Heineke, whatever you want to call that ump that they get, because I think they like this kid at quarterback. Just to further, the – Bears quarterbacks have been sacked 40 times this season. You mentioned fields with the mobility. The Jets have registered at least five sacks in three straight games. That's just something we're looking at for that game, especially with the sloppy weather there. Okay, moving yeah, on as far this as is the one of my, This is one of the games, though, Patrick, that, that I had it at about a 6-point-something, 6.82 game, and the game codes significantly favor the Jets. So when the line was 4.5, it was an easy one to go grab. And now it's up to six and a half. It's pretty much there. But the game codes, the areas that I evaluate, the 19 areas that matter most, some are situational, some are, uh, are cumulative, and, some, and there's only two that are subjective, that, that the Jets have dominated those. So they have the advantage in that area. Okay. Two potential rain games, but definitely wind games. Remember, windy unders, 10 miles an hour or more this year, 27 and 10 to the under, hitting at a 73% clip. Let me give you two. Tampa Bay at Cleveland, scattered showers around. Uh, models are saying that it, it could be late arriving, but 10 to 15 miles an hour in 25 mile an hour gusts there, Cleveland with Tampa in town. I know that's a game you've got your eye on. Well, I don't understand. I mean, look, I get the line. I don't understand the Cleveland love because I think Brady coming off a bye will be fresh. I think he I think he will be able to do what he wants to do against the Browns offense, the Browns defense that struggled to stop the run last week against against Buffalo, that struggled to stop the run against Miami, that struggled to stop the pass. I mean, this is not Cincinnati. You know, the the one thing when when you like Cleveland against Cincinnati on that Monday night, they're going into the bye week. They had a lot going for them, but they always could run the ball on Cincinnati. I think if you look at Todd Bowles at, with a week off to prepare, I think their run defense will be improved. They're healthier on defense now. I think this is a hard game for the Browns. I really do. I don't understand the Brown love. I know there's a lot of juice on the Browns. I know there's a lot of sharp money on the Browns, so to speak, but this weather's not going to bother Brady. The ball, it's going to be 50-some degrees, and I think they're going to be able to pressure Brissett into making mistakes. I mean, when have the Browns played a complete game? When? I mean, you know, New England went in there and ran the ball down their throats. I mean, Chargers went in there and, and won by three points. Uh, this is a must-win for Tampa. I think they can take advantage of, of the situation here. And I think at some point you have to look at their health, and I think they are healthy. I mean, Vita Vey, they he's on schedule to play. They get Bernard back, right? And so they're probably healthiest they've probably been all year, whereas Cleveland is still struggling through a bunch of these injuries. They haven't been able to, you know, they trade for Deion Jones, and, you know, he's out with a shoulder injury. He can't get on the field. I mean, they're just not a healthy team right now. 
remember, key distinction here, three is that key number in the NFL. Of course, college as well. Tampa Bay, if you want to lay three, you can. If you want to take Cleveland plus three and a half, there's a couple of shops showing that right now as well. Another weird spot for Cleveland, this should be the last we see of Brissett with Deshaun Watson right. going to be eligible to play next week. Yeah, no doubt. And, you know, and, and look, that's the, but now they're out of it. I mean, they're three and seven now or three and eight going into this game. If they don't win this game, they're three and nine. I mean, he's coming back to get into rhythm. I mean, I think Stefanski's got to show – look, I think one thing will happen in this game, I would not be surprised if Cleveland takes the opening drive and scores because Cleveland's very good at opening drives. However, that being said, what's the adjustments and what's going to happen? I think Joe Wood's going to have a hard time stopping this Bucks offense. I think they've got some confidence after that trip over in Munich. Well, I think the question that we had at the beginning of the year, could the Browns tread water until Watson got back? I think it's an emphatic no. They couldn't. Yeah. They didn't. We kept telling them it, it wasn't going to happen. So there it is. Yeah. Okay, the quarterback carousel continues, Michael Lombardi. It's going to land in Kansas City, but not because of Mahomes. He's your MVP because the Rams. Is Stafford going to play the rest of the year? If you've been following the Lombardi line, he told you he was going to shut it down. We're back. It's the Lombardi line. I'm Katia Adler, host of The Global Story. Over the last 25 years, I've covered conflicts in the Middle East, political and economic crises in Europe, drug cartels in Mexico. Now I'm covering the stories behind the news all over the world in conversation with those who break it. Join me Monday to Friday to find out what's happening, why, and what it all means. Follow The Global Story from the BBC wherever you listen to podcasts. This is it. We've got an Amex Platinum Pro on our hands, ladies and gentlemen. We haven't seen anyone relax like this before in the Centurion Lounge. (sighs) Is he connecting to complimentary Wi-Fi? Oh, my. Look at that. He is... And you will not believe where he's going next. The Amex dedicated card member entrance for the win. Unbelievable. When you get travel perks with Amex Platinum, you're part of the action. That's the powerful backing of American Express. Terms apply. Learn more at americanexpress.com slash with Amex. Xfinity has free premium networks for everyone this month, no matter what kind of entertainment you love. Addicted to true crime? Catch killer cases and more spine-tingling shows on A&E Crime Central. Crave adventure? Explore Asian action movies on Hayah. Searching for something extreme? Check out skating, snowboarding, and more on Fuel TV Plus, the global home of action sports. And find crowd-pleasing bops on iHeartRadio's Hit Nation playlist. There's new free shows and movies to love every week. Say free this week in your Xfinity voice remote. You're listening to the Lombardi Line on VSIN, featuring former NFL executive Michael Lombardi. Now, once again, here's Patrick Maher. World Cup Lombardi is my favorite Lombardi as we welcome you back. Cyber Monday is manata, Michael. Cyber Monday offer, we've got you covered. You have to become a VSIN pro. It's vsin.com slash subscribe. When you become a pro, we're going to give you 30 bucks instantly to spend at the VSIN store. You get hats, mugs, t-shirts it's great become a vsin pro right now you get all the perks but also 30 bucks free as soon as you sign up go shop at the vsin store it's vsin.com slash subscribe the big guy's getting over the bout of covid how you feeling today you okay a little better yeah we're getting better every day you know trying to at least you know get get, get working and seeing how this goes excited for the games today i really am i you know after, like we said, after the November the 10th, the wreck of the Emmett Fitzgerald, it, it, this whole league starts to take shape, and and everything becomes 
unpredictable. Everybody thinks it's going to be an easy win for, you know, like Baltimore playing Jacksonville. Easy win for Baltimore. Baltimore's playing for something. Jacksonville maybe not so much. I think these games are hard, hard right now. Okay, a couple themes today. The quarterbacks, kind of the carousel. We'll continue with that theme. Also, weather. Make sure you're not placing a bet unless you're looking for the weather. And as Michael always points out, look for that wind. Okay, let's move on. Uh, There are questions as to whether or not Matthew Stafford is going to play for the defending champs the rest of the year. He probably shuts it down. You think he could potentially shut it down for his career, which is not out of the question. It's going to be Perkins and the Rams at Kansas City today. That number has jumped up through the 14, well through it, to 15 and a half with Kansas City laying it. Well, I mean, look, this is is a really tough spot to be in if you are – uh, Bryce Perkins. I mean, you know, you've been a backup. You've been the third string. You've been on the practice squad. You know, you're athletic. Did a great job at Virginia. You know, he can move around a little bit. He's got the ability, can throw it, but he hasn't really played in this offense. This is a great chance for him to run an offense that's really not conducive for him. They're going to have to go back to the Jared Goff, a lot of hard play action. Remember, they have shifted from Jared Goff's offense to of the Rams, which is now really in Seattle. To the, to the Detroit Lions offense with Stafford, which they just used to throw there because they can't run the ball. And so, I mean, Perkins can move around in the pocket and get away from things. I think it's going to be fascinating to see how he does this, you know, especially as he goes through this, you know, uh, and, and how he adapts. The problem's going to be if they get behind, what happens then? What happens then? All of a sudden, your problems magnify I don't know if that 15 is going to barely hold up. I don't think this is a close game. I don't see how it is a close game. I think this is a hard game. The defending champs, well, I guess we should say that. They are losers of four straight. The Chiefs, meanwhile, they've got an argument right now is the best team in the NFL. They've won four straight, kind of building the which was the strongest as far as strength of schedule coming into it. It starts to weaken for Kansas City, so they should cruise the rest of the way. Let's just say one thing about the Rams. You know, there was a flash of success with the championship. What makes Belichick and those that build teams like Belichick that sustain success is very hard. We joke about the Rams saying, screw the picks because they don't have picks to rebuild. That's why Stafford may shut it down. Um, But there's a flash of success, and there's a big difference between sustainability yeah, I mean, look, they're, they're not very good, the Rams. And, and, you know, and a lot of it was tied together. You know, you don't have your best receiver on the field. I mean, you don't have your best receiver on the field. You don't have a quarterback. Your offensive line is a disaster. I mean, think about this, Patrick. They ranked 27th in the league so far this season, this year, in, in, in points per play, 27th. I mean, actually, I think that's pretty high. They, last year they were averaging – they averaged 042. This year they're down to 027. They've lost 15-15 in terms of that. That's how much of a, a regression they've taken. You know, and their defense is an elite. They've got elite players, but they're not. And McVeigh came back because he had a huge offer to go into television, but he came back because Stafford came back. Now he doesn't have Stafford. Is he going to be as enthused about Bryce Perkins? No disrespect to Bryce. I mean, he's in a tough spot here. Guy's thrown 11 passes in his NFL career. Going into Kansas City, into the sea of red, Kansas City's going to play well coming back. You know, they know they need to play, continue to play well. They got that home field advantage back in their sights since Buffalo's kind of stumbled a little bit. I think it's a challenging game. The front of, of, the, of the Chiefs has got to be able to make some plays, and they can against this Ram front, which isn't very good at all. I mean, when you break down the Rams, which is fascinating, it isn't even a question of 
They're just average in areas. No, they're bad in every single Their area. Their offensive like, I, line I, is terrible. It's horrible, right? So, and even even last year, I mean, they're, okay, last five games are twenty eighth points per play. They're twenty seventh. Offensive line, they're twenty eighth. Red zone trips, red zone trips. That's getting to the red zone. They're twenty fourth. Fourth quarter production, thirty second. Punts per play, they're twenty seventh. You know, first downs per game, twenty sixth. I mean, they don't, they can't do anything. I mean, they're bad. They're in the bottom third, and so the game codes are out of whack completely. I don't know if the fifteen is good enough. I really don't. Well, I'll back that up. Andy Reid, he's four and one ATS against the spread in games where his team is favored by fourteen and a half or more. So Reid's big in the spot. One thing I would look to: the Chiefs' team total today is twenty eight and a half. You're going to get a Perkins turnover. The Kansas City Chiefs score thirty a game. Go over that that twenty eight and a half seems a little light because. There's going to be some turnovers in that matchup today, and I think they're going to come from yeah, the Yeah, and, and the Chiefs don't take and, – and, and I know they've been backdoor covered quite a bit, but this is a different – you know, the, like McVay's play sheet doesn't have a lot on it. You know, where am I throwing the ball to? I don't have – you know, where – I can, every time I call a run – I mean, watch the game today. In the first quarter, you'll see six screens. I mean, he's got really his sheet – you know, even those guys in the basement in Des Moines, they couldn't run, run an offense with this. It's hard. You know, they don't have enough juice. They don't have enough strength to be able to do anything. And the kid's going to, they're going to say, make a play. It's going to be hard to make a play. Yeah, they'll catch him in man coverage and maybe they'll throw a, a nine route and make a play on that. But is that sustainable? Where well, is this Kansas City's offense just going to keep coming and coming and coming? So I'm looking at numbers that are moving. Cincinnati, Tennessee, it's a game that we're going to focus on today because we like Tennessee. That number was as high as three, it was two and a half yesterday two yesterday, Cincinnati laying it on the road at Tennessee. It's all the way down to one with Cincinnati laying one. No Jamar Chase, who is back from the IR. No Joe Mixon for Cincinnati today. Yeah, I mean, continues, the Tennessee team continues to get disrespected. You know, and and I think this game, the game within this game is Tennessee's defensive front is the strength of their team, right? They don't try to, they, they play smart defensively. They try to control you up front. Just ask Kansas City. They can rush for and put pressure on the quarterback, okay? Just ask the Chiefs. They did that really well. And now they're going against the Cincinnati offensive line that in spite of all the, uh, the, the the improvements they've made to their offensive line, they really haven't improved it in terms of their performance on the field. And Burrow takes a beating. I mean, Burrow takes a huge beating out there on the field. And without Joe Mixon, can they run the ball effectively against this front? I, I don't see it. I, I don't see them being able to do it. You know, the, the Bengals offensive line is 24th in the league in – in allowing sacks per play. Now, Tennessee's 29th, but Tennessee's just, they're going to run the ball. They're going to try to not turn this thing over, play it smart, get it to the fourth quarter, and win the game in the fourth. And I think there's a lot of motivation for Tennessee. They've had 10 days off. they got to revenge that loss from last year. It still stings, I'm sure, in Vrabel's mind. We'll get to the Lombardi line, Cincinnati, Tennessee. Some weather updates here. Some very light showers are possible at Tennessee. 15-mile-an-hour sustained winds at kickoff, which are then going to dissipate by the end of the game. But you're going to have a little win. Tennessee can still run the ball. One note about Tennessee. Remember in the preseason or training camp, they lost Harold Landry. Landry had 12 and a half sacks last year. So they lost maybe their best defender or one of the top two defenders on the team. And Vrabel continues to win. The disrespect. They've is been hilarious. losing players left and right. I mean, you know, they, and when you say who's going to make plays for them, well, they're going to run the ball with Henry. Now, I think the Cincinnati will do a better job. Cincinnati lost their best corner, too. 
So, you know, this is going to be a challenge, I think, for Cincinnati to consistently get control of the game. Because one thing Tennessee will do is beat you up up front. They're physical and they're tough. And that's something that I don't think Tennessee, that Cincinnati is, is physical and tough. Can we get a market comp? Can I get a Lombardi line on Cincy at Tennessee? The number right now is Cincy laying a point on the road. You know, and so in my line here, Patrick, you know, it's I had I had Cincy favored. I had Cincy I had Cincy favored by two point one in this line. Okay. So we're gonna play it, but that would for the betters understand you're looking for a wiggle. You're looking for a little bit more of a wiggle than that if it's one right now. Fair. I, I think it is. You know, I mean, to me, you would like one, but I I, I think you got to go with the team that's. That's I think they're playing well confidently. I mean, what they did to Green Bay can't be minimized, right? Mm-mm. I mean, they threw Mm-mm. the ball on Green Bay, you know, and they threw the ball well on Green Bay. They protected against Green Bay. You know, Tannehill, I thought Tannehill played his best game against Green Bay. I think Tannehill, this is a key game for Tannehill. He's got to get those ghosts from that first play of the game when Bates intercepted him in the playoff game last year out of his head. The Titans have not allowed more than 20 points in seven straight games. It's unreal. Like, if you start digging through these numbers and what Vrabel's doing with this team, I know we keep on harping on it extensively, but, but it really is wild how well they've been playing defensively. But Bra- Vrabel's the best friend a better can have because every game's a different game, so he plays it exactly how he has to win the game. It's not about him running his offense to win the game. Did you hear the news? Your boy, Mr. Smiley, Kyler Murray's going to be back in the desert. Can't the Chargers wait. I can't and Mr. Wait. Herbert in town. We can't wait for it. And we'll come back with that number. I'll tease you. The Chargers are favored. You should know this. We're back. Lombardi Line here on VSIN, the Sports Betting Network. You're listening to the Lombardi Line on VSIN, featuring former NFL executive Michael Lombardi. Now, once again, here's Patrick Maher. Okay, horse racing express bet editor in chief Jeremy Plonk's got two races for you, both from Churchill Downs. In race three, Jeremy likes the six horse Jingle. That's apt on top at six to one. In race eight, he has the five horse there at Churchill Downs, Mahamal, on top at eight to one. Bet these races and more using the first bet app, Beeson's preferred horse racing app. When you sign up right now, you get 10 bucks free, and then you can also get a 100% match on your first deposit up to $200 when using the code HORSE200. Again, go to vcin.com slash subscribe. Excuse me, vcin.com slash horses for more details. That's vcin.com slash horses. We do have a rain game as we welcome you back week 12 in the NFL. Hope you're having a nice weekend. Hope you had a nice holiday there on Thursday. He's Michael Lombardi. I'm Patrick Maher. So how about this? How about Washington? All of a sudden, they've won five of six. They're four and one since Taylor Heineke's taken over for Carson Wentz. Atlanta sitting at five and six, Michael. That's one of the surprise teams as well. Let's be fair. Weird matchup for Atlanta. What do they want to do? They want to run the football, and the commanders have given up just a little under 69 yards per game on the ground over the past five because those Alabama boys, and you love sweat as well, but of course, Payne and Allen in the middle for the commanders have been awesome. Yeah, I mean, look, they've, they've done a great job of shoring up their defense. They've also been very good on third down. And they've been able to put pressure on them. They kind of know they've settled down defensively on who they are, what they want to accomplish, and their front's tough to block. And Atlanta's weakness is their offensive line. I mean, Atlanta, Arthur Smith has done a wonderful job of masquerading this offense around the six-back attack, right, where Mariota is involved in the run game. He's a big part of it. And the fact that Washington has played Philadelphia recently I think really helps them. 
because they're they're used to what they're seeing. Now Philly's six back throws the ball more than what Arthur Smith wants to do. And without Kyle Pitts in the game, that's one receiver down. I, I think this is a huge game. Washington has a bye coming next week. Then they play the Giants, I think. They have some time off before the Giant game. But to me, I, I think ultimately this is the time for the Giants to shine. I, I think they've got to take it to them. And I think they're capable of doing that, Patrick. I mean, they're playing their best football. They're confident. And Heineke can't turn the ball over, right? No, I'm sorry. They have the bye after the Giant game. They've so got, this they, is a critical the Giants. game. Yep, they've got the Giants, and they go bye, Michael, then, then they, they have the Giants then they again. Got the, right. So, But where they've been really good, Patrick, where they weren't good last year, was they're, third, they're the third best team on third down defense. And they're the 12th best team in, in, in red zone. So they played situational football outstanding, and they've been able to create some turnovers. They got four against Philly. They got two against Houston, and they got to get the ball out. I mean, Atlanta, this this will be a close game. I mean, this will be a close game to the end. The four kind of hangs out there. I think it won't get decided until the fourth quarter, but Washington's got to be able to make some plays, and they can run the football against that bad Atlanta defense. Yep, you mentioned it. Atlanta at Washington. Right now, Washington's laying four at most shops. DraftKings is sitting Washington three and a half. You've got a total of four and a half. Quickly on this, heavy rain pregame at Washington. It's the kind of rain, Michael, that could make the field turn it into a slip and slide. The rain's going to then dissipate, but it's going to be soggy. So I'm not sure if that tilts you either way. These are two teams, even against the Eagles. Look what the commanders did. They stuck to the run even when they were averaging right around three yards per carry, but there's a game plan there. They have to run the ball. They've got to they got to minimize Heineke from making a mistake. What worries me yeah. about this game is Heineke throwing the ball. When you have a little quarterback who can't see, right, they tend to overthrow the ball over the middle of the field. Baker Mayfield does it. A lot of the smaller quarterbacks, Drew Brees didn't do it because Drew Brees had a really a great ability to slide and find windows in the pocket to throw. But there's a tendency to overthrow, like we saw him against the Minnesota Vikings. And Look, he's, they've got to protect him from hurting themselves. They've got enough skill to create some problems in this game. And without Pitts on the field, I mean, London becomes the main guy that they have to utilize in the game in, in their offensive uh, sets, and they've got to stop. The, you know, they've got to stop, you know, the, the best Patterson, Cordell Patterson's ability to make plays all over the field. Can't kick the ball to him and play. you got to minimize him. you got to play physical and play tough with him. He's their offense. You shut him down, you got a chance to win this game. Look, if I told you that the Falcons week twelve could be five hundred with a win, you would have I, said I, I was believe drunk. You. Uh, you no doubt. I was drunk. But I think Arthur, Arthur, Blank, done Arthur Smith has done a hell of a job. I mean, he's done a great job, and there's no denying it. He's been very effective, and he's stuck with his plan. I mean, he goes into Cincinnati. He can't control Cincy. I'm going to still keep trying to run the football because he knows if he exposes Mariota to anything. It's a problem. You know, it's going to be a real issue. And and he knows his strengths and weaknesses. I mean, look, this Washington team has really improved over the season. Give Rivera credit, which I haven't done very often on this show. But give him credit. He's gotten his team better. They've played more cohesively. It kept them together. And I think they kind of have a sense. After I thought that they would lay an egg down in Houston. They didn't. They can run the football in Atlanta. They're the better team. They need to prove it today on the field. Now, that field, Patrick... I mean, I've been down there. It can be a swamp. It can be a real swamp. It's going to slow the game down a little bit, which I think favors Washington. Yeah, Kevin Roth, uh, the meteorologist, says it could be a slip and slide there in Washington today because it's going to rain so heavily prior to the game. Of course, you can view the Lombardi line on the Mid-Atlantic Sports Network, Masson. So let's 
hook Masson up right now and do another team there uh, near the DMV, and that's Baltimore at Jacksonville. Baltimore is headed to Jacksonville. I'll get to the weather on this as well. Could be a little rain down there. Could be a little wind. And Baltimore's laying three in the hook. That hook's very important here at Jacksonville. Yeah, I mean, look, I, I think Baltimore is starting to play really well. I mean, they went into New Orleans. They dom- Now, last week against Carolina, a good Carolina defensive, they, they struggled. But, you know, they're able to, to uh, win the games that they have to win. Ronnie Stanley being out for the season, I think, really hurts them. I mean, it exposes their offensive line. And against a team like Jacksonville, who's stretched in the front, you know, Jacksonville's got to create problems for Lamar in terms of when he starts to try to move around and make plays. But these are the kind of games that Baltimore seems to play well in. And Jacksonville has made too many mistakes at times during the season, whether it's their decision-making mistakes or whether it's just general mistakes. I mean, they just kind of they make a mistake. They get the ball down the red area, and you sometimes you get to see the good Trevor Lawrence, and sometimes you see the bad Trevor Lawrence. And Baltimore's defensively has played better in the last couple of weeks. I mean, held Carolina to 205 yards, he- held the Saints to 243. I mean, the Tampa game, they had control of that game. They only allowed Tampa to run the ball for 44 yards in that game. So they've only allowed – I mean, Cleveland ran the ball, but they won that game late. But it's going to be hard, I think, for Jacksonville to get – and once Jacksonville can't run the ball, then all of a sudden they become a 40-pass game. And I don't think you want to throw it 40 times against Baltimore. Harbaugh does a good job as this team tends to gain momentum. How about this? The Ravens are averaging 6.1 yards per rush on the road, the highest in the NFL – They've had four straight road games with 180-plus rush yards. That's impressive. That's concerted, though. When they go on the road, yeah. it's a very strict game plan. It's been like that at yeah. Baltimore. Well, I mean, here's and they're good, and they're good in third down, right? They're good in situational football. So they're the second-best defense in third down, and they're the seventh-best offense. So the way to beat Jacksonville is, is really you've got to turn them over, keep the ball away from them, and make them become pass-happy, which they will do, which they will do. They have a propensity to do that. But Jacksonville's a good team. I mean, Jacksonville's not a not a bad team. I mean, they've got some strengths. There are four areas they're very strong in. You know, and there's six areas of the game that matter is they're right there in the top third. So they're a good team. They just haven't played like a good team consistently. Baltimore, on the other hand, they're close to being in that upper echelon, and I think today they'll show it. I think this is interesting as far as a matchup because both defenses are best at defending the opposing team's biggest strength, which is the run game. So that focuses me on that total, Michael, specifically because we could see some rain and some wind down there. Baltimore at Jacksonville, that total sitting 43. I'll get you the specific uh, forecast, but again, and Baltimore's still banged up. They've been banged up all year. The healthier team coming into this actually is Jacksonville. Yeah, no, and they and Jacksonville's coming off the bye, right? They go into Kansas City and they get, you know, that game's twenty-seven seventeen in Kansas City. You know, they had it. You know, they gave up almost five hundred yards to Kansas City in that game, and you know, and, and they were and they turned the ball over three times, and they still gave up almost five hundred yards. And the Raiders had a chance to win that game, you know, and, and the Raiders can't finish that game off on the final drive. So they were able to win some close games. I mean, the Denver game. Go back to the Denver game. Jacksonville had three. The Denver had three drives in the game. That's all they had. They punted on the other nine, but those three drives got 21 points. This is kind of a delicate balance. I mean, when they run the ball like they did against Denver or they run the ball like they did against Las Vegas, they have a better chance to win. You know, when they don't try to run the football and they get pass happy and they put the ball in Lawrence's hands too much, it becomes a problem. 
There's a reason the number three is so key when betting the NFL. That hook feels important there, right? This feels, Baltimore yeah, no, feels no. like they walk away with three-point win. I, it's just one of those games where that's that has the feel for it. So again, Baltimore, be careful with the hook. They're laying three and a half at Jacksonville. Okay, I'm going to set you up here. The Jets had to go ahead and not just bench your boy, Zach Wilson. He's going to be wearing street clothes and Mike White's in. So what we're going to do is we're going to come back and discuss that one. Just a 30 seconds on benching of Wilson before we go to break here. Well, I I just, it was something uh, Robert Sly had to do. I mean, there was no choice. He gave himself no choice. When you don't, when you're not accountable, somebody's got to make you accountable. And he did. He's accountable. Once he said no, he doesn't put the offensive struggles on the defense or take accountability at all. I think Salah's hand he lost was his job in that press conference, no doubt. That's exactly right. He benched himself or he dressed himself in plain clothes. We come back, it's going to be rainy. Jets hosting Chicago next. I'm Katia Adler, host of The Global Story. Over the last 25 years, I've covered conflicts in the Middle East, political and economic crises in Europe, drug cartels in Mexico. Now I'm covering the stories behind the news all over the world in conversation with those who break it. Join me Monday to Friday to find out what's happening, why, and what it all means. Follow The Global Story from the BBC wherever you listen to podcasts. This is it. We've got an Amex Platinum Pro on our hands, ladies and gentlemen. We haven't seen anyone relax like this before in the Centurion Lounge. (sighs) Is he connecting to complimentary Wi-Fi? Oh, my. Look at that. He is... And you will not believe where he's going next. The Amex dedicated card member entrance for the win. Unbelievable. When you get travel perks with Amex Platinum, you're part of the action. That's the powerful backing of American Express. Terms apply. Learn more at americanexpress.com slash with Amex. Xfinity has free premium networks for everyone this month, no matter what kind of entertainment you love. Addicted to true crime? Catch killer cases and more spine-tingling shows on A&E Crime Central. Crave adventure? Explore Asian action movies on Hayah. Searching for something extreme? Check out skating, snowboarding, and more on Fuel TV Plus, the global home of action sports. And find crowd-pleasing bops on iHeartRadio's Hit Nation playlist. There's new free shows and movies to love every week. Say free this week in your Xfinity voice remote. You're listening to the Lombardi Line on VSIN, featuring former NFL executive Michael Lombardi. Now, once again, here's Patrick Maher. Okay, you can turn a loss into a win with BetMGM. Place a one-game parlay wager with at least four legs on any pro football game. If all the legs hit of your parlay, you're the four-teamer except one. You're going to get your stake back in free bets up to $25. It's a great deal. Log into your account or download the app, which has been reconfigured. That's BetMGM.com or just download the app. Again, four-teamer, all three hit except one. You get 25 bucks back, 21 years or older. Of course, you got to be in every state except Mississippi, Nevada, or New York. 1-800-GAMBLER if you have an issue as we welcome you back. Remember, a bit of an aberration because of Thanksgiving. No buy teams here on week 12. So everybody playing, all 32 this week. And then we'll have a buy in 13 and we'll have a buy in 14. And then the buys are done there, Michael. Yeah, there we go. It's a late for a buy. You know, you kind of want that buy somewhere in the middle of the season. Not everybody can get it. 
But, uh, I mean, like Washington's got a perfect buy situation. they got to get through Atlanta today. Tough game against the Giant. A playoff game next week against the Giant. Well, every game's a playoff game for a lot of these teams. That's the beautiful thing about week 12 of this NFL season is they're, every game's a playoff game. We can say they're not, a, they're, not, they're not very sexy, but a lot of these are playoff games. I mean, it's a playoff game for Atlanta and Washington today. It's a playoff game for Tampa. It's a playoff game for Cincy and Tennessee. Right, it's a playoff game for Miami against Houston, and you know the Jets. It's a playoff game, yes. right? So there's a lot of playoff games at stake, and a lot of teams like to play that spoiler role, you know. And so, like, I mean, when it's bad versus bad, I get Kansas City's playing a bad Rand team, but that's a playoff game. Same thing with San Francisco and New Orleans. I mean, the San Francisco's got to continue to keep building. I mean, they dug a hole; they can't dig it. They can't make a mistake now. Just had another book go to six and a half at the Jets. Remember, it's going to be a soaker. It's going to rain pretty much the yeah. whole game with the Jets. And Chicago, interesting. Trevor Simeon in, Mike White in, looking for a spark. Again, the Jets are in the mix for the postseason. We just went to six and a half at another shop. Most shops are showing the Jets lane seven. Yeah, I, I mean, I think of that, that movement down is weather-related. I think it has to be weather-related because, I mean, look, let's face it, a touchdown, you got to believe the kicking situation is going to be, ne- is going to be very challenging. So, you know, and both teams are going to want to run the ball. Both teams are going to want to keep the quarterback out of the game. The under is 38 and a half, Patrick, which to me seems could be in play, right? You know, so I, I think when you look at when you look at the game, you know, when the when they played the Cowboys, the Bears, you know, the Cowboys ran for 200 yards against them. You know, the, the Jets have to find a way to run the ball. Then they played Miami. Miami only ran for 77, but Miami threw the ball effectively on them. And then when they played Detroit, Detroit didn't really run the ball. They ran the ball for less than 100 yards. But they're going to have to find a way to run the football against this Bear team, which if they think you're going to run it, can play the run. Now, they're 25th in the National Football League in yards per attempt. They're 29th in yards allowed. So they're going to give you yards. It just becomes situational where they're really – it becomes a problem. that They give up too many big plays in the passing game. They're 27th in the National Football League in yards, yards allowed after the catch. So this is a kind of a game where – They've got to turn the ball over, and they've done a good job. They're 11th in the league in creating turnovers for their defense. A corollary might be, you can correct me if I'm wrong, but remember when Skylar Thompson from Miami went to Jets 40-17 to where they, had to, where they took on the backup there. Not sure if you want to compare Skylar Thompson to Trevor Simeon, but there seems to be some relevance there. Yeah, but I think Miami's offensive line, not that it's great, was better than this bear line. This bear line has a hard time. I mean, this bear team is 32nd in the league in passing attempts. So now they're changing to what they have to do. What are they going to do, right? They're the number one rushing team in the league. They're the number one in terms of attempts. They're the number one in terms of yards per average, you know, and and yards. So, like, the Jets are going to be in an eight-man front, and they're going to say to the Bears, you're going to have to prove you can throw the football here. And they're gonna have to, the Bears have had to change their offense. Now, the good thing for the Bears is they knew on Monday that Fields was not going to play. So they've been preparing to run a different good offense point. the whole time. They're going to be in more conventional. But that more conventional offense puts them into they got to protect. Uh, it makes it harder for them. They got the, These offensive linemen who couldn't protect, who were giving up sacks, now they have to protect. Holding calls could go up. You know, So you've got a lot of things that are going to play into it. When you change the – when the backup – forces you to change the offense dramatically three like Bryce Perkins in with the Rams when that happens it's a challenge for the coaches it's a challenge for your execution 
John Hussey will be the official today in the Meadowlands. So, you know, you'll get a decent game out of Hussey. He favors – I mean, he's 63 and 53 for the home team. So, you know, that's the thing that, that hurts teams that are changing their identity is they get penalties, they get down behind the down and distance. And if the Jets create negative plays, the Bears will have a hard time overcoming them. Kyler Murray's back for the Cardinals, the Chargers at Ooh-hoo. the desert and at the Cardinals. I know, before you get excited, I want to do, play a little association because for those that missed you on Thanksgiving, which we did – um, let's get your quick takeaways from the three. Again, don't spend a lot of time on this. For betters moving forward, Detroit falls to the Bills 28-25. What'd you take from both teams? Just, you can make it quick. I think the Bills are just I, I think the Bills have lost their identity offensively. I think they're kind of in search of themselves. I don't think they're comfortable. They're not as explosive as they once were. And more importantly, their defense isn't as good. I think Detroit's made improvements. They're not there yet. Dan Campbell needs a course in game management. Yes, he Giants. Does. Too many injuries. They're not good enough when they have injuries. They're not good enough when they're healthy. They have to play a certain style. If they don't play that style, they're not going to win. Dallas, really getting better on offense, getting healthier on defense. Going to be a tough team to play. They're fast on defense, which is the key to playing great defense. The nightcap, Minnesota just continues to find that lucky charm. Five first downs by penalties. Don't get called for holding on a, on a, on a kickoff return. Get the ruling on the, on the, on the Hunter Henry. Won the game like they've won a lot of games in the fourth quarter. They've been very fortunate. New England can't figure out a way to be consistently good when they need to be consistently good. Great job. Cliff Kingsbury, indicative maybe that Mexico City performance, this is not the guy for the job. No offense. I'll say you don't have to put, you don't have to follow up on that. But anyway, the Chargers are at Arizona. Murray is back under center for Arizona. Of course, Herbert and the Chargers. No Mike Williams today, and the Chargers are laying two and a half on the road where Arizona does not play well at home. Yeah, I mean, but I, I mean, the Chargers are not great defensively either now. I mean, let's be clear here, right? So both these teams are kind of similar in the sense that, you know, they've got quarterbacks that are talked about. Herbert was sensational last week, but the second half, he couldn't really. They scored seven points. You know, when you went into halftime against the Chiefs, you had to say to yourself, we got to score. We got to get to 35. We got to get to 34. We got to get two touchdowns in the second half, or else we're not going to win the game. They got one, and they try to hold on, and they're just not good enough on defense. And you can run the ball. I think Arizona actually will play good today. I think they'll they'll create some issues for Herbert, whose offensive line's got to travel. They're not a great offensive line. They struggle on the road, and without without Mike Williams, it becomes a whole different game to play. It, it, you you don't have to worry about that explosive play down the field, and you could take that away. I think this is one of those that will go back and forth. I just feel like Arizona, this is it for Arizona. Arizona doesn't win this. I I think you could see a lot of changes coming very quickly. Would you would you would you call call it a state of disarray for the Cardinals right now? Listen, they're four and seven. I think it's what, just created. They, they created their own disarray, right? They signed a guy to a contract extension. They have no business signing them to. They didn't have to do that, right? There was nobody holding a gun to their head. He wasn't going to be a free agent for two more years. So this, this whole thing that they've created for themselves is all their own doing. You know, the coach getting fired out in Mexico for groping someone. That's their own doing. This is the mess that they've created for themselves, and there's no getting out of it. They're disorganized, and look, I think it's a problem. You know, and it's going to continue to be a problem until they get somebody to come in that organization and start to build a culture, which they've never had. They continue to sign older players. They bring guys in. You know that are that are past their prime now. Maybe they'll get Marquise uh, Brown back today. There's some talk that that'll happen. They're not going to have Rondell Moore, 
but they're just they're to me they're just not in rhythm in terms of front office to playing field. Yeah, I only bring up just to repeat, not to be sensationalistic, but the offensive line coach being sent home because he groped a woman, that just goes to the top, the organizational incompetence and the structure just isn't there. And I'm not well, trying to I'm, blame Kingsbury yeah. for his coach's actions, but it's just that's unacceptable. Yeah, I mean it's just not it's not it's just, your mind's not on the right things it needs to be on. 100%. Okay, quickly on that one, uh, Arizona right now catching two and a half. It's 110. Most shops, actually, we just saw DraftKings go to three. So the Chargers are lane three at DraftKings if you want to take the three with Arizona. And a total of 48, kind of floating there, 48, 48 and a half. Uh, final yeah, this was four Chargers and a half, Cardinals. Patrick. This was four and a half. I mean, in the contest, I have it at four and a half, I believe. So it's come yep. all the way down. It went it from four and a half to down to two and a half. Now it's shot back up. Now it's shot back up. So, you know, I had the, I had this as a 3.31 game, and so it's kind of moved around. I, I favor Arizona when it was at four and a half. I think now you're down to three. I think it's kind of a push. I think it's a great point by you as far as the line movement there. We saw the Chargers all the way up to five at Circa at a couple of shops, four and a half, down to two and a half, now starting to – Peak up the three. So if you like the Chargers today, you may want to hit it now because it looks like it's headed to three at most shops. When we come back, curious where you have San Francisco, a six-win team in your power rankings. They're hosting New Orleans today. We'll get to that next here on the Lombardi Line. Presented by BetMGM, this is Sin, the Esports Betting Network. I'm Katia Adler, host of The Global Story. Over the last 25 years, I've covered conflicts in the Middle East, political and economic crises in Europe, drug cartels in Mexico. Now I'm covering the stories behind the news all over the world in conversation with those who break it. Join me Monday to Friday to find out what's happening, why, and what it all means. Follow The Global Story from the BBC wherever you listen to podcasts. Xfinity has free premium networks for everyone this month, no matter what kind of entertainment you love. Addicted to true crime? Catch killer cases and more spine-tingling shows on A&E Crime Central. Crave adventure? Explore Asian action movies on Hayah. Searching for something extreme? Check out skating, snowboarding, and more on Fuel TV Plus, the global home of action sports. And find crowd-pleasing bops on iHeartRadio's Hit Nation playlist. There's new free shows and movies to love every week. Say free this week in your Xfinity voice remote. Live Nation presents Concert Week. Now through May 14th, get $25 tickets to over 5,000 shows. That's up to 75% off a summer full of your favorite artists like 21 Savage, Alanis Morissette, Cage the Elephant, Celeste Barber, Dirk Bentley, Fade, Hootie and the Blowfish, Janet Jackson, Kids Bob Kids, Megan Trainor, Bissell Puma, Sarah McLaughlin. Get tickets to more than 5,000 summer shows for just $25. Until now through May 14th. Visit LiveNation.com slash Concert to learn more and plan your summer with Sean Paul, Sum 41, 30 Seconds from Mars, oh, and Two Door Cinema Club.